This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms, including mine. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. So, Seth Jones is going to be a free agent after this season or he's going to be traded during the course of this season. The Columbus Blue Jackets are kind of in a pickle, and I'm going to talk about why it's more of a pickle than people think. And obviously, we need to talk about some finalists for some awards. And no, it's not the main awards. It's for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy because a former New Jersey Devils player and a current New Jersey Devils player are one of the three finalists for the award and we'll talk more about it and their overall impacts and remember one of them is actually a friend of the show who is it you might be asking well we have a lot to discuss in this episode so buckle up and hopefully seth jones might end up as a new jersey devil i don't know if the price is right because we have a lot to discuss in terms of uh his contract situation what the columbus blue jackets organization is like currently and obviously we'll talk more about his defensive impact in the next episode but Overall, let's talk about what's going on. I will give you guys an outline in today's episode. Let's get to it. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. It is currently 2.44 p.m. Eastern Time, June 4th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, we've been talking a lot about the draft the last few days, but can you blame me? The draft lottery was a couple days ago. The New Jersey Devils will be selecting fourth overall. We've been talking about Luke Hughes, Matthew Beneers, Owen Power, uh, Brad Clark. So if you had missed the last episode, I basically gave you guys a player profile on what uh, Brett Clark is able to do for any respective team. We basically uh, need him, if we do draft him, to be an excellent passer, be a little less jumpy on the defensive side. He's an excellent skater, and he's also a great person to quarterback in power plays because he sees the open lane really well, similar to Luke Hughes. But the reason I give Luke Hughes more of an edge is just because Luke Hughes is a way better scorer than Clark. So, you know, there's that. We also talked a little bit about Simon Evanson and what that could potentially happen if the New Jersey Devils were to draft him. Basically, people say that he's similar to Owen Power. But anyway, we've been talking about a lot about the draft the last couple days. So let's get back into some silly season discussion. But before we do that, I actually want to talk a little bit about the King Clancy Memorial Trophy and its finalists. So some of those finalists should be very familiar because one of them is a former New Jersey Devils player. The other one currently plays for the New Jersey Devils. And the third one is a netminder for the Nashville Predators. So Anyway, before we discuss the finalists and who I think will overall win it, uh, let's talk more about the King Clancy Memorial Trophy if you're not so familiar with it for more of my casual listeners. So it's a sports award given annually to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a significant impact uh, to his respective communities. So anyway, the three finalists are P.K. Subban, who currently plays for the New Jersey Devils, and then Curtis Gabriel, who currently plays for the San Jose Sharks and formerly played for the New Jersey Devils. And remember, guys, he's been on this show before. And then Pekka Re- 
Green A, who is a goaltender for the Nashville Predators. So anyway, we know what P.K. Subban has been doing for the community of New Jersey and the NHL community and also just the world in general. Obviously, he has his charity that uh, helps with kids that you know, have special needs and overall just wanting to make an impact on their lives. But overall, I think the reason why P.K. Subban is uh, one of the finalists for this award is because what he's been able to do the past year or so. Because if you guys remember, last year, specifically uh, summer of 2020, was a year of just a lot of racial confusion. And overall, we saw the riots taking place. We saw the police brutality. We saw overall what was happening with our country in terms of we felt like a lot of minorities, specifically African Americans, Americans were being treated unjustly by the justice system and obviously just recently we saw that George Floyd's family got justice uh, when the officer that unfortunately uh, killed uh, Mr. George Floyd was uh, found guilty of all charges and obviously with that taking place I know a lot of people were like you know what we should stick to sports and we should keep politics out of it but Overall, guys, um, P.K. Subban, he was one of those athletes who took a stand and just basically said, we need to change the game. We need to continue to do so in order to, uh, you know, uh, make an impact and make a change on the world. And, you know, we saw what P.K. Subban was doing. He donated money to George Floyd's uh, memorial fund. Uh, He uh, went on Twitter and said, you know, change the game. He wore a hat that said change the game and overall just saying, like, you know what, we can all do better. And like I told you guys, P.K. Subban, he's a great uh, representation for the sport of hockey because we're trying to break away from that stereotype that it's just a bunch of you know, uh, racist white guys playing the sport. We all know the true meaning of hockey, and we know hockey is for everyone, but a lot of people just think that there's, since there's not a lot of minorities in the sport of hockey, that it's automatically, you know, not inclusive, it's not progressive, and overall, it's just like, uh, you know, people have this bad stereotype about it, but luckily, we have people like P.K. Subban to, you know, be a good representation of what hockey is trying to go in the direction of because hockey is for everyone everybody now uh uh, curtis gabriel he needs no introduction because guys remember he's been on my show before and he's had an overall discussion on his impact to uh society and the hockey world as well so as you guys know uh curtis gabriel is a big advocate for lgbtq rights uh black lives matter bell let's talk overall he loves using his voice and just being uh a representation of just saying look i might not be the same color as you but i feel for you and i'm willing to make a change he even said himself you know uh he doesn't know what prompted him to grab the torch and just say you know what i'm going to help he just said uh, that he lived a naive life his uh, entire life and just overall wanted to make an impact and just make a change because he knows that, you know, being white, cisgender, and someone who uh, plays professional hockey, he says that's pretty naive of him to, you know, uh, not think of like others. And overall, he's been making a great impact. As we all know, he wears pride tape on his stick and he's a big uh, proponent of it. And overall just trying to make a change in community and uh yeah so curtis gabriel another uh great recipient for the king clancy memorial trophy of just trying to help hockey break away from that stereotype similar to what pk suban has been doing overall just trying to make a change in community and remember guys uh curtis gabriel has appeared on this show before to talk about his hockey career and overall his impact so if you want to um I'll listen to it more in detail. I will put a link to the episode in the description of this current one. And now the final one is Pekka Rene 
for the Nashville Predators. So, uh, Rene, uh, basically, he, he's been with the Predators his entire career. We know uh, how rare it is to uh, find people like him and overall just what he's been able to do for the Predators organization, both on and off the rink. And quite honestly, guys, this is probably his final season with the Predators organization. He is 38 years of age. He'll be turning 39 later this year. And overall, just what, what he's been able to do for the organization since, what, like 2006? really uh, shows character. He's been with the organization through thick and thin and thin and thinner. And, you know, uh, he's a Vesna Trophy finalist. Uh, he was Rookie of the Month. He's appeared in a few All-Star games. And obviously, he's a fan favorite as he won the 2020 NHL Fan Choice Award and uh, for the goal of the year. So uh, everyone knows what Rene is able to do for an organization and what he's able to do just protecting the twine for the Nashville Predators. And quite honestly, I think out of that kind of gesture, they're going to give it to Pekka Rene just overall what he's been able to do for his entire career with the Nashville Predators, what he's done off the rink. Obviously, I'm not locked on Predators, so I can't really go into much detail of what he's been able to do off the rink, but I've seen what he does on the rink, and he does one hell of a job, and like I told you guys, we, we know what uh, Zajac meant to our organization. We know what uh, Patrick Eliash meant to our organization, what they were able to do on and off the rink because they played their entire careers with um, you know our respective franchise, so we know how rare that is to find a player similar to Rene, who uh, you know is able to make that sort of commitment and impact, and overall just a great guy. Like I told you guys, he's a fan favorite. So even though I want PK Subban or Curtis Gabriel to win the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, I think it's going to go to Pekka Rene if I had to make a decision. Now overall, guys, you know uh, we've been talking about the King Clancy Award, and you know obviously it's not the biggest NHL award but you know it's still something but you know what let's talk a little bit about silly season because just recently guys and don't worry I didn't miss the news but overall I was just waiting to get around to it and and overall discuss it we need to talk about Seth Jones and what his situation is like with the Columbus Blue Jackets because like I told you guys there seems to be trouble in hell with the Columbus Blue Jackets organization I said trouble in hell because it is certainly no paradise out there because who wants to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets right now because we know what their coaching situation was like. We know what their front office situation is like. And we definitely saw it when we were discussing about the possibilities about trying to get maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois in a trade during this uh, past season. So Seth Jones has told the organization that he is not going to sign an extension with them. So this puts the Columbus Blue Jackets in sort of a pickle because it's like they might need to trade them before the trade deadline uh, this upcoming season because they don't want to let him walk for essentially nothing. So at least he told him right now. So he is demanding for a trade. And we need to discuss the possibilities of maybe the New Jersey Devils being able to acquire him. But first and foremost, before we do that, I need to give you guys the first couple live read this morning. And it comes from Wealthfront. So Wealthfront, and this goes out to all of my future investors out there. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get the first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T 
wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Again, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to get started today. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Now, the second live read this morning comes from Built Bar. Does everyone know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever? And guess what? They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their phase. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love the birthday cake one. Hint, hint, my birthday is in a little over a month on July 8th. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, they're super duper healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, 9 amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So let's talk more about Seth Jones and what his situation is like with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So obviously everyone knows who Seth Jones is. The guy is like only 26 years old and he is going to turn 27 later this year in October. So he's still relatively young and obviously we all know what he's capable of doing. He was a four-time All-Star from 2017 through 2020. He was NHL's second All-Star team back in 2018 and obviously he's won a couple uh, gold medals at the World Junior uh, championship. So obviously we know uh, his kind of impact. And obviously this season was sort of a rough season for the Columbus Blue Jackets, just based on all the drama they had to deal with, all the turmoil. And they unfortunately finished with a record of 18, 26, and 12. And they finished eighth in the Central. So obviously that's dead last. And they just had a lot of things to work out. So the Detroit Red Wings had a better record than they did. So, you know, they just to give you guys some reference. So Overall, uh, they were eliminated from playoff contention for the first time since 2015 and 2016 season. And obviously, this is just trouble in hell for the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. And Seth Jones sees it from a mile away. So he basically told them, listen, I'm not signing an extension. You better trade me now. Or you better uh, just be prepared to for me to walk away with essentially nothing. So obviously, people are just wondering and speculating, where is he going to go? Where are the possibilities? And obviously, guys, even if it's, you know, likely or unlikely, usually when these situations occur, I love to talk about the hypothetical situation of maybe Seth Jones possibly coming to the New Jersey Devils, whether it's via a trade or free agency. However, I would not want to trade for Seth Jones because, like I told you guys, this is the final year of his contract. And obviously, you know, we, we don't really want uh, to risk uh, trading for him and he essentially walk in free agency. So if we do want to get Seth Jones onto our roster, we have to wait until he's an unrestricted free agent. So basically, we have to wait a season. So Seth Jones signed a six-year, $32.4 million contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that was before the 2016 and 2017 season. So obviously after this season, the 2021-2022 season, he will be an unrestricted free agent. And obviously this puts the Columbus Blue Jackets into a pickle because it's like, 
what do we do? Do we try to trade him right now? Or do we just let him walk in free agencies? Because obviously, guys, I'm sure the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to want to trade for him. But the thing is, is that here's another factor that they have to consider. What are other teams going to, you know, think about this? And how much are they going to get out of it? Because the thing is, a lot of these teams, they could be like, look, he only has one year left on his contract. And unless he says that he wants to sign an extension with this particular team then it's just like, you know, why would I want to get a rental, lose some prospects, whatever the case might be, lose a key player, lose someone who has potential to be someone uh, good or whatever the case might be. And overall, that I just got a rental and I didn't win the Stanley Cup Finals because that's a huge risk when it comes to trading, especially with people with only one year left on their deal. You have to be more than certain that they're going to be wanting to sign an extension with your respective organization. And here's another thing worth mentioning, and this is courtesy of SpotTrack. Uh, They said that Seth Jones, for this upcoming season, he has a modified no-movement clause, which means that it limits the number of teams and time period when the clause is in effect. So, you know, there's that right now. So when will it come into effect? What could possibly happen? So it definitely puts the Columbus Blue Jackets into a very difficult situation. And basically, Seth Jones has put the Columbus Blue Jackets at his mercy because now he has the cards in his hands. He's manipulating the game. And you know what? Good for him. But, you know, here's the situation. It's like, you either trade me right now, but I have somewhat of a say in it because of my modified new movement clause. Or I just leave in free agency and you get nothing in return. Basically, you know, it was a waste of time because we all know what Seth Jones can bring to a respective roster. Is his defensive rating the best? No, it's not the best in terms of what he was able to do the last couple of years. But like I told you guys, the man is a four-time All-Star. And honestly, if it's for the right price, I'm okay with the New Jersey Devils, you know, trying to make a move for him in the offseason. Obviously, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. This episode is more centered around the Columbus Blue Jackets situation and what his contract is like and is it at all possible that the New Jersey Devils should pursue him and I'll give you guys my final verdict because it will lead on into the next episode that I will post on Tuesday. But overall, that's his contract situation uh, right now and it's to give you guys some reference. So his average salary is $5.4 million and like I said, unrestricted free agent in the year 2022 and his contract is six years, $32.4 million. So you know you're going to have to pay him because like I told you guys, he's going to turn 27 uh, this upcoming year. So his birthday is going to be in October and, you know, he's relatively young. He's looking for that payday and obviously the New Jersey Devils, we're going to have that money to potentially sign him. But, you know, I'm hearing it from a various amount of sources, uh, whether it's my fellow podcasters, my colleagues at the hockey writers, they're saying that we should be very careful about trying to go after someone like Seth Jones. But the thing is, guys, is that, you know, I would actually like him on the roster. I think he can contribute a fair amount if it's for the fair price. That's the one thing I have to say, which is if Seth Jones is, you know, somewhat reasonable, which is, you know, very unlikely, but, you know, if he's reasonable in the amount of money he wants from the organization, then quite honestly, Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind having him on the roster. So I actually put out a poll on Twitter about a week ago, and I asked a question. I probably already know the answer, but should the Devils pursue Seth Jones? And his 2021 statistics, he appeared in 56 games, has five goals, 23 assists for a grand total of 28 points, 
and I believe, in my personal opinion, he would be a great power play contributor because, like I told you guys, what's the one thing I've been talking about uh, Luke Hughes and Clark the last couple days is I said that their passing lanes are very beautiful and overall what they're able to do on the power play in terms of defending and just overall being that quarterback on the power play opportunity because like I told you guys there have been too many opportunities where the Devils just uh, look like a deer headlights in their specialty teams and they're just passing the puck around they're not aggressive and sometimes I even forgot that they had the man up advantage it was so weak and sometimes so hard to watch sometimes we need that quarterback to you know uh, you know, set up the play, set up our guys, and overall just be able to have a big enough impact. But anyway, going back to the poll, 65% of you said yes, 35% of you said no. So overall, I think most of the fans are willing to take uh, grabs on them. But, you know, obviously, I know this kind of thing is subjective. And like I told you guys, this is a bunch of hypothetical scenario because, like I said, there's no guarantee that Seth Jones could be coming to the New Jersey Devils. I'm sure uh, sooner or later he's going to reveal which teams he's interested in, and I'm sure it's going to be a contender. But, you know, with what we got going on in New Jersey right now, I think we're on the way up, whereas the Columbus Blue Jackets are on the way down. I might need to talk to my mate Jay Forrester about that, uh, who's the host of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets, and get his final verdict on uh, the state of the Columbus Blue Jackets and see what are the possibilities of where Seth Jones could end up. But before I give you guys my final thoughts before we wrap up today's episode, I want to give you guys another live read, and it comes from betonline.ag, and remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is obviously in full swing, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, especially in the NHL and the NBA. Obviously, if you're the New Jersey Devils, uh, you're prepping for the playoffs either next year or in two more seasons, whatever the case might be. I don't know. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And also check out our friends at Locked On Best as they give you guys their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs as well. Now, when I talk about Jones to other people, they say he's kind of overrated. So the thing about Jones is that he's six foot four, two hundred and nine pounds. He can skate well, and he puts up points. And another thing that I told you guys is that he can contribute on the power play opportunities because if you look at his power play uh, numbers, including his power play points and also his power play goals. If you were to put him on the New Jersey Devils roster, hypothetically speaking, he would actually be tops in both of those respective categories, albeit it's not a lot, but at the same time, you know, it's better than what we have currently. So uh, this season, he had two power play goals and his power play points total was eight. So, you know, like I'm telling you guys, like if you hypothetically put him onto the New Jersey Devils roster, he would be tops in those respective categories. He was drafted fourth overall back in 2013 by the Nashville Predators. And obviously, when we're on the topic of the Nashville Predators, uh, whether it's about Jones or Renee, uh, we need to talk about 
uh, P.K. Subban because I think that's what a lot of people are relating the Seth Jones situation to because remember guys we traded for P.K. Subban to try to help out our organization and take it to the next level and unfortunately he's hindered it actually due to his lengthy contract the fact that we can't really get rid of him the fact that he's putting up decent numbers but nowhere near the production that we need out of his lengthy contract if you know what I mean which makes it harder for us to get rid of him and now we're living on a prayer hoping that uh you know the Seattle Kraken will take him in the expansion draft so overall for um you know PK Subban and Seth Jones situation I can kind of understand why people are a little you know hesitant on the situation the one thing I could say is that you know Seth Jones he's still relatively young I still feel like he still has a couple more seasons to really hit his stride and overall you know be that big impact player that we need because like I told you guys we need defense and he's a right-handed defenseman so if the opportunity does present itself under certain circumstances I think that we should you know pursue him because like I told you guys whether it's uh, my fellow New Jersey Devils podcasters or the hockey writers a lot of people are on the fence when it comes to Seth Jones and obviously uh, we know he skates well we know he puts up points like I said but he averaged over 25 minutes of ice time in each of the last three seasons and you know that he's going to demand that much ice time and remember that can kind of hinder the young guys if they're not getting uh, the reps on the sheet of ice because one of the blessings in disguise with the amount of injuries and the amount of you know uh, obstacles that we had to overcome this season was that we were able to give a lot of guys opportunities to basically you know make their devils or NHL debut and try to make an impact quickly or just show that they belong on the NHL roster next season and obviously the devils need to improve on their blue line coming into uh you know the off season and obviously we don't have to worry about it now because like i said i do not want us to trade for jones i i really don't want to give up anybody because he could just be a rental he could hate new jersey more than um you know the columbus blue jackets i won't know for sure until you know he says i'm going to sign an extension or i'm going to sign this uh long of a contract with you guys now that i'm a free agent whatever the case might be but you know, um, when, when we're looking at uh, Seth Jones, we see that his numbers, um, his goals above replacement level or, you know, whatever the case might be, uh, we, we see that it's not really up to par. And it's sort of similar to P.K. Subban in terms of, you know, that regards. Because, guys, remember when I talked about whether it was for this show or the hockey writers, I talked about how the advanced analytics show that P.K. Subban actually makes the Devils worse in most categories and that, you know, he's actually below replacement levels. So, uh, you know, I think that's what people are looking at because if uh, Seth Jones, a defenseman who has had a good history, kind of on the decline right now, just a little bit, not too much to be concerned about. But, you know, if we were to sign him to a lengthy deal and it's not working out, we can't get rid of him. And due to his track history, it'll be much, much, much harder. Because remember, guys, whether you like him or not, P.K. Subban is actually one of the most respected players in the NHL just based on what he does off the rink. And, you know, sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, like Taylor Hall. But at the same time, Seth, uh, Seth Jones, he doesn't really have that same, um, you know, vibe to him, if you know what I mean. And obviously the drama in the Columbus Blue Jackets organization certainly doesn't help things. But overall, you know, I think uh, Seth Jones still has potential to show. I still feel as though, uh, you know, he can put up a decent amount of points. And overall, guys, you know, I'm looking at his track history and I still think he has room to improve. And you know what? Uh, Like I said, he's relatively young and it looks like the New Jersey Devils have helped out with a lot of young guys. And Right now, guys, uh, diamonds in the rough seem to be our thing. So, Seth Jones, he could be that diamond in the rough for us. But, 
you know, ultimately when I'm looking at Seth Jones's plus and minus, it's negative 18 for this year. So he can improve upon that just to be a little bit more effective. But, you know, the one thing I want to take a look at is his 2017 and 2018 season, which he played in 78 games, had 16 goals and 41 assists for a grand total of 57 points. Or, you know, if we want to look at the very next season, which he put up 46 points, he had 37 assists and nine goals. The one thing I credit Seth Jones for doing is, you know, just, you know, putting up that points totals as a defenseman because it's one of the things that we were talking about Owen Power, Simon Evanson, Luke Hughes, or uh, Brant Clark, you know. We were talking about their ability to find the open lane and create for themselves or their teammates. So, obviously, I think Seth Jones, if he had a better opportunity and a new change of scenery, maybe it could really help him out because the one thing I say, guys, is that, you know, uh, we, we tried looking at, like, Ryan Murray and Andreas Janssen. Obviously, it hasn't really worked out this season in regards to the, both of those players, but overall, you know, I, I think Seth Jones, I have a feeling about him. So, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm at least entertaining the thought. Maybe I'm not, you know all in quite yet but I'm entertained thought I'm thinking about it so obviously if Seth Jones gets traded this year that kind of goes out the door but like I told you guys you know uh Seth Jones he only has one year left on his contract and this uh season is his final year with the Columbus Blue Jackets he told them he's not signing an extension and if he's traded and he ends up not liking that team then he can walk in free agency for essentially nothing similar to the Taylor Hall situation with the Arizona Coyotes because remember guys the Coyotes actually forfeited one of their draft picks because of turmoil that was going on in the front office organization. I talked about that on my show when I first got here on the Lockdown Podcast Network and said, you know, there's trouble in paradise for Taylor Hall and what's happening with the Coyotes. So obviously, um, you know, it, it could be a similar situation like that where he gets traded to a team, he doesn't like it, there's drama, there's turmoil, there's just a lot of drama that he doesn't want to deal with, and he can just be like, I'm out of here, I'm going to find a new team to sign with, but that's just a bigger risk. But obviously, if I'm the New Jersey Devils, I'm just going to uh, roll the dice that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets can't find a suitor due to the situation that I talked about, and when he becomes a free agent, then, you know, you sign him. So Overall, that's uh, my opinion on Seth Jones, but let me know what you guys think, and like I told you guys, we'll talk more about his defensive impact in the next episode and what he could potentially bring for our blue line and overall our young organization and how I think he would actually be a decent fit in Lindy Ruff's uh, system, but that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this week of me talking about the draft and Overall, guys, uh, you know, let's see if we can get Seth Jones next year. I don't know. I'm entertained with the thought. I'm okay with it. And it seems like most of you on my Twitter poll are okay with it too. But I will catch you guys in the next episode as we discuss more about it. Uh, Go Devils. And I hope you guys are enjoying the NHL playoffs so far. Thanks for listening.